podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Uh, it's nice to be back. Honestly, it is nice to be back. And back we are. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Da 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 da! This is the Manchester United Red Car celebrating the best team on earth, having problems, losing only two in 20. So, why do we feel as though it is a crisis? Just one of the questions we're going to be asking uh, of you and certainly trying our best to answer. Uh, my name's Eddie Nestor. With me in Londinium uh, is Dan Riley. How are you, Dan? I'm very well, Eddie. Good and to o- be here. And over there, uh, not in Manchester as he normally is, but in. Uh, Newcastle, uh, the, uh, the place of black and white, isn't it? Now, Newcastle is black and white, and certainly where Manchester United uh, will be playing very, very soon is our very own Bobby Meakin. How are you, Bobby? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, right. good. Why don't you tell listeners to this podcast all over the world why you're in Newcastle? I'm actually here doing a recce. I can genuinely see St. James's Park from here. I genuinely can. Scout- so. Scouting mission, Rob. Scouting, pure scouting mission, nothing will, will, will more. She be all, happy that you descri- will she be happy you described her like that? I'm sure she will be, yes. Delighted. <laughs> 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 now, look, 2 in 20. That's what I'll make it. I hope I'm right there. Mm. It, that, that, that's the lose. Why do I feel like I'm supporting a club, Dan, in crises then? Uh, yeah, it's an odd one, isn't it? Because I think there was a, um, a lot of... Um, kind of, I think, a little bit overreaction to the result on um, Saturday against Swansea to the first loss. Um, I think really it's probably because for the, 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 the result um, was a poor result, um, whereas before we've had poor performances but a good result. And I think the, a, a bad result was almost a bit like well, now the, the results aren't coming in, despite the performances not coming in. Ironically, I didn't think we played that badly. Um, but I kind of feel that a little bit of it is because it just doesn't seem to be progressing. And there is a little bit of a sort of, um, t- to me anyway, it, it, sort of, it, it doesn't seem to have got any further. And kind of one of the things that struck me at the end of the match was that we're a two-thirds into the season and I just don't think he knows much more about his best formation or team than he did at the beginning and I think even if we are to scrape through I think it almost feels like we'll start next season a little bit from scratch again strangely because I just I think it's the, the lack of pattern of play and the lack of sort of fluid football bar a couple of um, occasions on Saturday like the goal for example which I thought was like really encouraging um but I, I do think as well there was a slight overreaction to the defeat and I think that the press were itching to have a go at Van Gaal and I think that was kind of their excuse partly because of what he said as well afterwards we'll, we'll get to, to to the manager because I think he's central to the night's podcast really if we're honest but let me just take a little more time to talk about the game and indeed our position uh, Bobby here's the thing you know you hear Dan talk about philosophies of playing and the like I remember this last year with West Ham who were getting results who were still in the premiership but just weren't happy do you get a sense with the long ball game that's been discussed that we're so used to the wide men and the flowing football that actually even if we are getting the results we don't like what we're seeing no, it, 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 it's an uncomfortable transition, isn't it, this, uh, to watch. It, it, it's, not, it's not a pretty spect- spectacle. As Dan says also, you, you just get that 
feeling that we're just improvising from game to game in terms of lineup, obviously, in terms of tactics, in terms of formation. And you know, Van Gaal, for all his undoubted intelligence and experience, is still fumbling, still trying to find his way and put his own identity on the team. And that is still, as you say, it, it could almost be still August. You know, the way we play, we do, the, the team half the time looks you know, uncertain of its, of its individual roles. And it's, it's, there's no sign of any, any sort of cohesion or consistency. And I think also, yeah, unlucky, you could argue, at the weekend, but we, we've got lucky on a number of occasions as well. We've got a very good win-loss record, relatively speaking, of late. But we have, I think, undoubtedly ridden our luck over these last uh, couple of months as well. And we just, this time we got caught out. You talk about the criticism, Dan, but how much of that do you think is based on the fact that, you know, you've lost twice in a season to Swansea, who've sold their best player, who've sold their striker, who are themselves a team that is struggling. It's Swansea, for goodness sake. It's not Chelsea. I, I know, I know, Ed. I, Ed I, I think that's a little bit of a kind of a, a moot point, really. I, I, I think that... That people say, "Oh, you shouldn't lose to Swansea, and you, you know you, you've got to be beating those type of teams." But I do believe that United at the moment are not in any way, anywhere near a finished article of a football team. They're they're, they're very sort of it's 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 you know transition is a, an overused word, but it's it's very much kind of still slightly, I think, cobbled together. And when you play a team, any team in the Premier League at home. They are going to have a, they're going to have a, a a good way of playing. They're going to have decent footballers. They're going to have a, a set you know a, a set plan. We're Manchester and I, United. Dan. Yeah, but Eddie, we're we're not the Manchester United of a few years ago. I think that the that bar Chelsea and City this season, I think what's happening is that the the, the sort of the, the the rest of the teams are are getting closer together. And and I think that this is why you're seeing so many teams it's still in with a shout on third and fourth. Um, I, you know, I, I'm sort of, I kind of just hope that um, we can stumble across the right formation. But at the moment, that's what I think it is because every week I sort of wonder what he's going to play. Um, I think, you know, as as great a manager as he is, I think it's shown that actually managing in England is is very different from anywhere else. I think the physicality has maybe taken him a little bit surprised, which is why I think he's kind of gone for Fellaini, possibly against his better judgment. But he's kind of, I think he's got this thing at the moment between pragmatism of just getting results and getting the performance. Um, but I still, I still think that he's, the main concern for me is I don't think the diamond works. And, and he's, he's very stubborn. And I think that rather like the way we saw it at, take a while for the three at the back to be ditched i kind of hoping that he'll soon say look let's we need to just go rooney up top um with i think uh de maria wide and a another wide and a midfield three of carrick blind herrera and just and and make that make it so you're leaving farco out you're leaving van persie i well so i mean on on what they've been playing eddie why wouldn't you i mean they just they just don't deserve to be in the side at the moment in my opinion bob let me come back to you because you know i, I i've suggested it's swansea dan's not uh, having that yeah. uh, but when you look at manchester united let's just talk bef- before we get on to the manager look at our, our positioning is it a hope not that we will stumble onto our best team, as Dan has said. 
Is it your hope that we will stumble into third or fourth position? I tell you what, I've, I've, we have to improve, I think. I think if we play at the current level, I know, and, that, and I know we've won a lot of games playing at that level, but my, my gut feeling is we won't I, if we don't improve over the coming weeks. And it's ominous from the point of view of looking at the fixtures, because once... We've got Sunderland and Newcastle. Sunderland, and Newcastle, but then Arsenal, after that, we're Tottenham, looking at Tottenham, Liverpool. Liverpool, Chelsea, Manchester City, all waiting for us in the space of a few weeks. Now that's going to be a real acid test of where this club is, and we will definitely have to improve to get a substantial number of points you know, out of those games and also stay in the top four. So I think it's really, really hanging in the balance. My instinct was at the beginning of the season I thought we'd be we'd be good enough for third but right now I think it, it looks pretty precarious to be honest yeah I mean when you look at it it, it seems to me I was explaining to Dan just before we came on here that mm. Liverpool look like they've got a particular momentum and having Sturridge is like going out and buying a star striker yeah, in the middle of the yeah. season isn't it uh, Sterling and if anyway they make Balotelli click with Sturridge then everybody's in trouble yes. uh, Tottenham have got actually a top four squad <laughs> if we're honest, <clears throat> and, it, and it will really depend. I mean, they beat us, um, uh, Chelsea already. If they make hay against Chelsea and Florentina tonight, then they're going to be coming as though they think they can do anything to mm. anybody. The, the only thing I'd say, Eddie, is that I think that the, 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 the good thing from a United point of view in, in terms of um, trying to secure the top four place is that I think... All those other teams have the, the same fallibilities that we have, i.e. They, they, can, they can be beaten. They, they can you know, lose games that they're not expected to lose. They also have Europe, which um, hopefully, I'm hoping they all progress because the longer they progress, I think it's, 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 um, it's going to you know, obviously be difficult because they are certainly Spurs, Liverpool are playing on a Thursday, which... Let's face it, you know, we, we kind of need them to be a little bit shattered um, by the weekend. Um, I, I still think also there's, there's, there's enough of the season left for a run to be put together. And I, I, I think it's going to be really close. I, and, but part of me wonders whether, would you, would you, and I'll put this question to the pair of you, what would you rather do? Would you rather sort of, you know, huff and puff and sort of get your way into the Champions League um, places by by not playing any memorable football or not playing in any specific way, or would you rather we went for a we started to play in a certain way, maybe lost a few here and there, but had more of a kind of a, a, a throwing forward to next season. Yeah, you, 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 you've got those uh, rose-tinted spectacles on again, haven't you? They're not, they're not it, really. It, it does, I, I, it I, I, work I, I just think... I, I just think that, that I would go for the latter. I, I just I think if you're going to miss... Oh, well, I'd if go you're going to be... You know, if you're going to miss a season... I think with... No, we've forget, already missed a season, Dan. No, no, but if you're going to miss one season, then... No, it doesn't work like that. We're one of the top... Uh, look, uh, uh, with the new money from Sky, I think every team in the Premiership comes in a top four... 40, excuse me of the club's turnaround in Europe, right? So we've got teams like West Ham United and Hull City in the top 40. In terms of attracting the best players, in terms of proceeding in the competition, in terms of keeping the brand where it is, you have to be... Even if you get into the Champions League and don't do any business in there, you, it is not an option for Manchester United no, to be in the I, Champions League. Eddie, listen, I'm, I, I, t- I totally... I'm, 
look, I don't, I don't not want us to. No, I understand. We're, talk, we're talking a hypothetical, right? But I, I would say this at the moment: if you offered me the FA Cup or top four, I'd take the FA Cup because I think what the club needs is it needs it needs players to win something together. I think that could actually be a better thing for us to do this season than to get into the top four. Um, and, and as I said, as I said earlier, just kind of start a little bit where we've been this season anyway. Um, I, we've got a massive Adidas deal. There are certain players that maybe won't come, but I, I, I think certain players won't come anyway because it's, 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 it's England. Um, the sort of players we should be looking at as well, I, I don't know necessarily whether they're players that are going to come from abroad. We, we need a central midfielder. Who's the best option at the moment? Personally, I think he's playing here. I think it's Schneiderlin at Southampton. Get him in. You're not going to you're not going to not get he, him he, without he, the Champions he, League. He he was the only person they wouldn't negotiate on. So, you know, they had a fire sale effectively. Uh, you know, with you know, players coming to Manchester United in Shawlawan and and others going to Liverpool, Lambert going to Liverpool. But apparently, he's that good. I, I don't know him, Robert. I'll be honest with you. But apparently, he's that good. He was the only person they wouldn't listen to offers for. How good is he, mate? And and well, could we well, could we do business with him? Extremely good. But they've been battered, obviously, by the transfer market with the number of departures recently. But I would I would suspect that he, of course, would have a price. It really came to the crunch. I think, yeah, we talk, we do need, obviously, we certainly do need to reinforce the midfield. That is key. And, of course, when we're sort of floundering a bit, all fans, and I'm as guilty as anyone, we all talk about the players we need to bring in, the players we need to bring in. We've brought in a hell of a lot of players. And one of the big problems is a number of those key players haven't quite fired fired yet. I mean, for me, the best player we've signed, Van Gaal has signed, is Blint. I'm glad to see Herrera's coming through and doing really well. I like him as well. Disappointing Falcao, disappointing Di Maria. Maria, Rojo is settling in, but our two star men we brought in, now if we'd, and we were rightly very excited when we got them, but if if we'd been told a year ago we had Di Maria and Falcao on our team, we'd be thinking, brilliant, we're going in the right direction. But look... Yeah. It, it just, it's not the quick fix. So even bringing in more players will not be a quick fix. It's going to take time. Unless, no, well, unless, I mean, there is a point about bringing in a player who's already proven in the uh, premiership. Premiership, yes, absolutely, yeah. To me, for me, this would be, if, if, I, if, I could, if I could sign two players this summer, it would be Bale and Schneiderlin, plus Plus a set, plus a cent, uh, plus a yeah. def- plus Klein, but I think that's almost like yeah. it's almost like the given. We know we've got to sign well, a, yeah, a right I mean, back. Bale has kind of dismissed the chances of him coming, but it, it's not working out particularly well for him. The, uh, they're going to have Madrid. Real Madrid. We know will sign a big, will make a big and summer signing. Have to let somebody go, which brings us on to our goalkeeper. Yeah, who mixed well, reports this week? Well, the report that I read, Robert and and and, yes. and Dan and I will both put our stories to you, is that actually. Ancelotti has cooled on him and is not interested in him and therefore in the next couple of weeks we should be reading about him signing a new contract but Dan's come with a different story today no 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 that's that funnily enough there, there was two reports Eddie that I read one was that um <laughs> which I think is nonsense that um De Gea and Van Gaal haven't spoken for two months <laughs> I mean really that anyone would really believe that 
the coach of a football club had not spoken to his goalkeeper for two months yeah. is, is frankly ludicrous. He was, he was seen, for example, talking to him after the Preston game. So <laughs> there you go. That was certainly less than two months ago. Um, it's it's kind of like, I think the De Gea thing is almost, I, I sort of don't like to say this as, and, and flippantly sort of dismiss it, but I almost think it's the least of our worries at the moment because I think that if he signs, great. If he doesn't sign, then it, it's almost like I, I don't think that's our biggest problem. Um, I, ju- I just think our problems are elsewhere. But I would love him to sign because he is, he is great. Will, will, will have Madrid called on him? You know, let's hope so. I, I, know, that, I know that Madrid's big summer signing, in, in terms of being a sort of, you know, the, the, the marquee thing... If they, if they roll out a goalie, I don't think it's going to be that impressive to the fans. And, and I think for them, they probably see Casillas for another three seasons and, yeah. and then let's monitor De Gea then. Yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts on, on the goalkeeper? Because we, we, we've seen it, haven't we, with Van der Sar and before him. And we've seen when we've done it badly as well. Oh, if, we if you're going to do well, you need a good goalkeeper. Absolutely. And we have been famously careless in that position for all the great goalkeepers we've had, i.e. Schmeichel and Van der Sar before. There are a lot of turkeys in between that. And so it, 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 I really, really do hope we hang on to him. And if you look at the, the current Manchester United team and the players over the next sort of three or four years that you'd really want to keep, he's, in, he's very much in that category. And a great number, number of them aren't in that category presently, to be honest. So, yeah, I, I really... It's interesting, actually, Bob, because I was thinking the other day, like, who are the players in, in our side yeah. that would get into a kind of, you know, a, a City, a Chelsea, mm. a Barcelona. And do you know what? I thought the only player that would get into Barcelona's team is probably De Gea because yeah. they, they, they'd probably take him over their, their young German keeper. Um, hopefully they don't start getting interested. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm tr- Rooney wouldn't get in. Oh, God, no. To, to, to Barcelona, not a chance. Ahead of Suarez, no way. But I must admit, when I think of when I think of Manchester United in two or three yeah. years' time, and I look at the players we've got now, I like to think of you know, De Gea being the star man in goal. Yeah. I like to think of Rojo coming through and establishing himself as w- one half of a great world class defensive partnership. Whoever the other half is going to be, I like to think of Blint establishing himself as one of the midfield with Herrera maybe as another. And after that, I mean, yeah, how long Rooney's got left is open to debate. Yanazai. Yanazai would love to see kick on, but that's very much in the balance presently. But that's really pretty much, and I think everything else is for the, for the taking. Who's the boy at a striker? Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, but again, it's that... Jury's out, it's, isn't it? Not, I mean, he's not... Yeah, no, no, you wouldn't put your money down on him now. I understand no, what you're saying. No, no. And look, look, we've uh, tiptoed around it for a minute, and I think we've done 20 minutes of the podcast now. By the way, you are listening to the Manchester United Redcast with me, Eddie Nestor, Dan Riley, and over there in Newcastle, uh, we've got Bobby Meekin. Look, you know, I've seen it with the cricket, and if you've watched the World Cup and you're a cricket fan like I am, you'll know what I'm about to talk about. Footballers playing with smiles on their faces. There have been a plethora of reports this week. You like that word, don't you? Uh, uh, about how unhappy those players are. That effectively, he's a bully, he's manipulative, he's miserable, and nobody knows what he wants, and they're not happy. They're not playing with smiles on their faces, and that's not usually a good thing. I think, uh, I think that if you are... 
when you win, you have a, you know the, the smiles are on their faces. I think I think when they're when they're not winning, uh, the, the smiles are are not so pre- prevalent. I I don't know. I mean, it's 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 very difficult to judge people on on body language. Um, I think certainly from what I've read, uh, Johnny Evans' comments were quite um, uh, enlightening about the the philosophy. I, I do think that he's 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 He's, he's taken a big he's taken on a big undertaking in sort of changing the way players play and and I think one of the things that he's he his philosophy is about is about keeping possession and I think that inhibits yeah. sometimes instinctive play yeah. you don't I, take as many risks you do don't you? take as many risks the, the number one thing is holding on to the ball and and you can sort of see it and you can see it in the statistics in that they they sometimes look forward. They 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 see a pass they might have played under Ferguson, and they think, no, I'm not going to play that pass because it won't, it will not, it might not, it might not hit the player. And they and they turn inside, um, and and they play a simple pass inside. So, I I think they're probably a big part of the. They look to me to be inhibited. I don't know whether they're unhappy. I think they're certainly inhibited slightly about the way they can play. Inhibited, uh, intimidated, uh, reticent, nervous. I mean, all these words fit into a kind of narrative, don't they, Robert? They do, and it's just, I think it's just been a lot of players taken out of their comfort zone. I think the players, for example, who were played under Ferguson, and we've still got a number of those, obviously, in the team and the squad, went through what was the, the trauma of last season. That's been torn up. It started again with a new system of play. And, they, and Evans himself has acknowledged that, that it hasn't been easy to adapt, and they are still adapting. So I think a combination of that and then the, the, the new players brought in getting used to playing in the Premiership, you've got... You haven't got an ideal combination presently because a lot of people who say are uncertain aren't at their highest level confidence-wise. Definitely the case. Yeah. Uh, look, um, if we don't make top four, Gary Neville said we should hold on to the manager. But surely that's, that's what we paid the big money to bring him in. I, 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 think, I just think that if you, if you got rid of... Um, if you got rid of uh, the current manager of Louis van Gaal I think that um you just sort of be, you 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 run the risk of going to that cycle don't you of of um sacking getting someone in sacking getting someone in I mean I think that it's widely acknowledged that David Moyes was not the right sort of person manager to to take the job on um Louis van Gaal I think has the credentials he has the cv so far it's not been particularly um good it's not been particularly great to watch but he has an idea about how he wants us to play so let's just let him have a go at it as i said as i said earlier i i i'm not i'm i know this might sound people might say i'm i'm talking out of my ass but i don't think missing out on top four is that bad so long as by the end of the season we've got a way of playing football and a and a and a and a, and a recognised formation? Well, we're two thirds of the way into the season yet, mate, and I haven't seen it. But maybe I have uh, been playing with the wrong glasses on. Top four stays, not top four goes. Let's discuss, Bobby. I 
I'd, I'd, it, would, it would be horrible for us not to finish in the top four, but I can't see any sort of real success in, in dumping Van Gaal and you know, going back, back to the drawing board. Why are you prepared to give Van Gaal more of, than you were given Moyes? I think we're in a lot of pain with, with Van Gaal still. I think it's going to be infuriating for some time yet, longer than we possibly anticipated. My gut feeling is we stick with him, we'll have our hands on the Premiership title again. But I think we're going, we're going to go through some trauma before he gets there. The man is a winner. He's got the arrogance, the madness, the natural authority, all the things that Moyes didn't have. And I, I, would still, I would still bet on him, but I'm not sure if he's going to be able to get us into the top four this season. The only, the only slight... I, I will add a caveat, Eddie, to what I've said about um, keeping him. The only thing I do that, that sort of, you know, at the back of my mind, the little sort of alarm bell, is that he's 63 years old. And he's... So he's a, you know, he's an older coach. And as coaches get older, we saw it with Fergie... They tend to get more cautious. They they sort of like they it's like they stick rather than twist. And I my worry is that maybe we've kind of got him five years too late. I don't know. <laughs> um, but this is the other thing: is that let's say we do sack him, who who do we get? I mean, you know, like people talk about Simeone at Atletico. Now I know for a fact he can't speak English, so. I sort of yeah. think that, that that's not right. Yeah, the furniture wouldn't be safe either, would it? Um, I, I mean, the only, the only one I would say, if, if you could... If, if, you, if you offered me a swap, and I know people might as well, so again, might call me a demented, but I still think that Klopp has got something. I do think yeah, he's I special. Agree. I, agree. I do think he's yeah, special. I like and and he, I just He might wonder, be available soon, well, by the way. But, but <laughs> you look, their league position. Yeah, but they're... But, Eddie, trust me, I think they'll get it back. They'll get back. They, they won't go down. It's about how you play the game. And I, I just sort of, I'm slightly, my one concern about Van Gaal is, is that, is he now too cautious a coach? Um, and do we need someone who's going to be more in the spirit of how we play? That's not to say I think we should get rid of him. I, I, I do believe his plan Pep, is Pep, pragmatism. Pep, Pep, you well, Pep Guardiola, I think, would be... He, he'll do... I can't think... Has he done one season at Bayern now or is he in his second season? Th- this is his first full season, I so think, So he's still Robert. got... He's I mean, still he's done a do bit another, of the, Yeah, I mean... He'll he, still do another two there, so... Yeah, he says he wants to finish his contract there. Yeah. It didn't go great. I mean, he's got a point He's, a, he's a huge fan of... Uh, he's a huge fan of Fergie, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so I'm going to tell Ryan Giggs he's not going to be the next manager then. <laughs> Well, well. <laughs> I mean, that was pure politics. I mean, the, I, I mean, I still, I'm glad. I hope we don't know how well Giggs is working within the, the format. We don't know, do we? That's all behind closed doors. But there's this, this romance that goes on. You know, in Manchester, that of course, that yeah, he's the he's the future manager in waiting, which to me is absolute nonsense. Well. I mean, I think he's a, as much as I love him as a player. I think he's very fortunate to have that post, which I think is largely political on Van Hal's part, just obviously to keep a connection. With, with, with the old Yeah, club, but he's so earned, let's not be unkind, Robert. He's earned it, right? No, but Roy King could have earned it. Yeah, every great player we've had, you could say that about. I just, I just, I get, I just get a bit jumpy about the sort of idea of that he, he's the right, a rightful successor. I mean, great if it would come off, but I think the odds are hugely against it. Okay. I, I, I would have loved Brian Robson to be our manager. <laughs> you know, trust me. But, yeah. you know, that, that we know what happened there. Blackett and McNair have got new contracts, Bobby. Are you happy about that? 
Yeah, it's good. I mean, and I think I like particularly like McNair. I think he he, he showed he showed. I mean, they're both pretty raw, and you know, the art, far far from the finished article. But it it's it's nice to see that they've instilled enough confidence in the current regime to give them long give locally raised players a long term contract. The fans will like it as well. It's obviously what we've we've prided ourselves on over the years that we are able to bring a, a degree of our own players through. So yeah, it's good news. But they're still the jury is out. Will either of them succeed? I would say out the two of them, I would be more inclined to bet on McNair, possibly being a long-term option, but I'd be delightful, delighted if Blackett could come through as well. Falco over so far as Manchester United are concerned, do you think, Dan? I, I, it's like, it's that, um, it's that girl that you kind of really fancy and you, you keep calling her, don't you? And she just <laughs> sort of like, she, she won't call you back or... You know, you're kind of, you're, you're washing your hair. We've we done this before. Your mum your mom says, yeah, she rang for you, but you were out. Um, I, my, I, I honestly think, having watched some sort of YouTube videos of him in his pomp, I, I seriously wonder whether, unfortunately for him, and, and I hate to say this, but I don't know whether he's just not got it anymore. Because people are saying, oh, we're not playing him like this and we're not playing him like that, but... It just looks to me like he's leaden-footed at the moment, and yeah. and I like they say about there's a there's a number of clubs interested in him, uh, you know. At the moment, they, they won't be at the, at the moment. Level. It'd be like a public appearance at the Ritzy and Cleethorpes, yeah. and that'd be about yeah. it. It won't be top-level clubs. I tell you, it, was it was interesting when he when he first started at United, and everyone acknowledged that he wasn't match fit. You had a lot of you know top ex-strikers all saying he's you know the likes of Gary Lineker and people saying his movement everything he looks top drawer it's a no-brainer once he gets his fitness back he's going to be he'll, he'll be amazing for United but he's he, always looked like he's always looked off the pace hasn't he and so I mean it does that player exist I, anymore has that, has that knee injury done for him yeah we're nearly finished I need to rush you guys through so uh at Preston <clears throat> we need to give that a minute uh, because uh, how, how is it if you're not touched and you dive? It's still a penalty. <laughs> depends, who, depends who you're playing for. It's just extraordinary. It's... The coverage of that was extraordinary. He wasn't touched, but he didn't dive. Yeah, it's it's the old I'm evading physical injury. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I've got to say <laughs> this right. I, I my, this is my take on it. I'm. I hate diving and, and I looked at it and I kind of, I looked at it from a neutral's perspective and I said, yeah, he's dived. You look at it from a United red tinted glasses perspective and the goalkeeper makes a frankly ridiculous challenge because he gets absolutely nowhere near the ball. Now, I'll riddle me this, Batman. If that challenge was made anywhere else on the pitch, it would just be a free kick no argument. Whatever the player receiving the challenge did. So I think this is my view. Players have to, because they're not short, because they know that a referee is less inclined to give them a penalty because it's in the box, they have to exaggerate the dive. And I kind of think this is what there was a lot of Chinese whispers about what really he didn't said touch to, him. It's not like he touched him, but, but he could have but stayed Eddie, up. It's not like he was. He but didn't Eddie, touch him. He didn't get anywhere near the ball. This uh, <laughs> did he? This is what. It's a great word. It's a vicious assault. It, it's a vicious. He didn't touch him, but if he had touched him, oh. it would have been a penalty. Oh, if he had, so we, oh might, we might as well give but him. But if a you ball. have to, but if you have to, if you have to 
But can I just say this seriously though? Without, we are, if we he, are, what makes you think we're not taking it seriously? If he didn't, if he didn't dive, if he does have to adjust his body shape in order to avoid the the tackle that has gone nowhere near the ball, then he's been impeded. Do you see what I mean? Was it a penalty? I think it was. Even though he didn't touch him? Yes. Because <laughs> Rooney has to move out of the way. It, this is what I'm saying. If, if I tackle you yeah. or, or attempt to tackle you in the middle of the pitch and I get nowhere near the ball... Can we organise that? I just love to watch that. <laughs> but I go into you. I, but I move my body towards you, Eddie, and you have to move out of the way. The referee just blows up and gives a simple free kick. If it's in a box where he has to give a penalty, which is a much more stringent uh, you know, penalty, so to speak, against the defending team, he's less inclined to, which is why players do it. You may well be right. I think there's dives and there's dives, and that was not the worst dive I've ever seen. Although it was a dive. I know, it sounds, it sounds ridiculous, but... No, no. We, I'm we trying to make we some to, sort we of totally, sense. We it. totally understand what you say. It's just very funny. <laughs> Bobby, uh, now stop laughing. This is serious. He wasn't laughing, Eddie. (laughs) Was it me? Was that an echo? (laughs) (laughs) The voice is in your head again. Length of all those savage tackles that Ashley Young injured when he went down. Now that was, now he does know, now he does know how to die, does our (laughs) Ash. So, uh, uh, and Ronaldo, when he was there too, he, he had yes. some, some pretty strong criticism, didn't he? Uh, Sunderland have had an awful time. Uh, QPR lost 10 in a row away from home, but they, they beat uh, Sunderland. They're, they're a team in uh, all sorts of problems, really. A couple of Manchester United veterans, uh, Tottenham, uh, I, I, I suppose, mercenary. Uh, are we supposed to beat them comfortably, or, or will uh, those guys be up for it? Bobby? Oh, I would um, you, look with the way the way this season has gone. You certainly cannot take a team like that for granted. The way United are playing, Sunderland are you know are, are fighting to stay in the Premiership. I, I, I expect them to give us you know a, a tough old contest. To be honest, I would I would I would expect a narrow Manchester United win. To be honest, yeah, uh, hope rather than expectation. Yeah, I, 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 it's it's almost like. What's he, where's he going to go? The, the Van mm. Persie thing, which we, we haven't really spoken about, but it's, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, if, if Van Persie is injured and uh, Falcao was supposedly out of favour, could we see, you know, could we see Wilson start? I mean, I don't know. Mm. I, maybe he might just think, you know what? He's tried everything else. <laughs> he might just think... I need a bit of pace or, up there. Or, or it will be your mate, Mop, Mophead, who will be playing up Oh, I, I mean, I just... Look, I think an, with any, any Premier League football game, I think if you get an early goal at home, that is the way... Yeah. You, you end up yeah. usually winning that game, winning that game well. I think what we need to do is we need to win the game well, but we also just need to, like... We just need to play well. And, yeah. and just... Get some confidence because that's what the game is about. And at the moment, I think that's a bit of a low ebb. But that changes so quickly in football. You put a good mm. result together, they'll be buoyed. You know, the, the funny thing about last Saturday was, I said to people after with the game, if we'd have held on to that and won, people would have gone, oh, wow, you know, United, uh, only uh, one defeat in 21, gone to Swansea, won a tricky away game. They're firing. You, you lose the game thanks to, let's face it, a jammy goal. 
and everyone, they, football is is all. It's so much talked about in extremes these days. Fine margins, and it is fine margins, and not the mm. extreme margins in which we discuss it. That's it. That's your lot. We'll come to the end of our bandwidth. It's been a pleasure to be here. Nice one, actually. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, uh, Bobby. Uh, look after yourself, Bobby, and uh, c- carry on with that scouting mission. Uh, of Man- course. At Manchester United Redcast with you uh, each and every week. Uh, look, wherever you are around the world. You might have heard us laughing at something you thought was incredibly serious or being incredibly serious about something you thought was funny. Uh, by the way, if you get a chance, I've seen a film called Fifty Shades of Grey. It's the greatest comedy that I've seen in the last 20 <laughs> years. Uh, I'd have a go at that. Uh, so until next time, it's up to me and Dan and Bobby to say, come on, you Ritz. Sports Social Podcast Network.